generational wealth starts with your family. It starts with the spiritual realm and it starts with breaking curses. So transparency is needed. You know, when you're dealing with generational wealth, the money comes with you fulfilling purpose more so than you finding out a way to make financial freedom work for yourself. What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Roommates Podcast. Chris, the star of the show here. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very, very special guest with me. Older brother of mine, you know, someone I have always wanted to hang out with, get to know. And I have been excited and blessed to really build our relationship, especially this past summer in the gym. So without further ado, please welcome Marco Bila. What's going on, cuz? What's good, cuz? What's good, cuz? How, How you doing, man? How you feeling, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. feel blessed, man. Blessed man in this world. Bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I have the blessed and the privilege to know you. For those who don't know you, can you please just give a little 30-second introduction about yourself? Okay. I'm Marco Bilo. I'm big cuz to Jordan Bilo. Y'all call him Chris. Christopher. <laughs> I have the privilege to call him Jordan because... I have that privilege. Yes, yes. And I'm a, um, basically, I'm a father. You know, I'm a man that loves God. I'm an athlete, bodybuilder, businessman, entrepreneur, all your high value <laughs> credentials. And, nah, but I'm, um, basically, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little older than Jesus. I'm not going to release my age. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, let you figure that out before he was resurrected. So, um. And I've been just living life, loving God, you know, taking pride in fathering, taking pride in community and building community, you know. Love my family, love seeing my family grow, you know, plant seeds. I'm like a farmer. Yes, sir. Know, so we plant seeds around here if you get my drill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, cuz. Make sure you uh, just kind of adjust your mic a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be good to go. Yeah, just speak into it. Um, yeah, but okay. no, nah, I appreciate you sharing everything because all yeah. that is uh, is beautiful, man. And I'm yeah. excited about today's conversation because we get to really talk about and get in depth of generational curses. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing that we get to do it, you know, on, on the air mm -hmm. for everyone to see because, you know, I know you feel this way. I feel this way too. Every mm -hmm. man need to know the generational curses, you know, what's, what's been passed down because, Absolutely. you know, when we had that talk and mm -hmm. I, when I had the understanding of like, whoa, you deal with kind of the mm -hmm. same issues, exactly. the same demons, the same kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, struggles that I dealt with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, time out. This is common between, well, or between all the men in our family. Mm -hmm. And it really just was so eye opening because a lot of times when we deal like with a lot of struggles and stuff, mm -hmm. um, we kind of just personalize and isolate ourselves and exactly. we, and you know, we don't say anything. So we don't think that anybody's dealing with the same thing. And mm -hmm. when we had that conversation it was very, very eye opening. So I think it's very cool that we could kind of really, to me, give the people the true definition of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. I think if you can really start with the curses and really deal with the struggles and I the like things that. that's been, you know, really yeah. plaguing the family um, and has been really common amongst the men, I mm -hmm. think you can really start preparing yourself to really generational wealth within the family because mm -hmm. a lot of people want to just take that on. 
themselves, you know, and think just financially. Yeah, but exactly. I think it, it deals with, you know, the curses and deal with the spirit. So I'm yeah. very excited for today's episode. Any opening statements, comments before we get started? Yeah, I, I like that what he said, y'all. Real, just remember that one fact that general wealth, generational wealth starts with your family. It starts with the spiritual realm and it starts with breaking curses. So transparency is needed. You know, when you're dealing with generational wealth, the money comes with you fulfilling purpose more so than you finding out a way to make financial freedom work for yourself. But No, that's a sensational point, 100%, because I think that's where a lot of misconception and confusion come from. But, you know, so you are, you definitely big cuz, you know what I mean? You've been been around uh, longer than I have. You have known, you know, we've seen more kind of generations, more things within the family than I have. So... What have you seen that's been common? We can start with really just one, and then we can kind of work to the, to the other ones. Okay. But what's like the most common things that, of, between the men in our family that you've yeah. seen that we struggle with um, that has been passed down to us? Okay, so overtly, we'll start with the overt, like you say, alcoholism. That's one. Mm. Just plain out and simple, if we go down to from the gene pool from the day I was born, my older brother, I mean, it wasn't just watching the older generation. And when I say alcoholism, I don't mean just casually drinking or mm. drink here or there. What I mean is drinking in excess and drinking to the point of something destructive happening, maybe a conversation, argument, even leading up to fights. So me and my brother, we were even given drink, drinks young, younger, you know, at an age where you would think, oh, maybe they too young to drink, you know mm. what I'm saying? Well. I come from the generation where old school, like, here, boy, drink that, here, beer, or whatever. It might yeah. be a shot of Crown, you know. My yeah. papa might have a uh, Crown and Sprite and be like, boy, drink this. It's going to put some hair on your chest, <laughs> some hair on your balls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. But, yeah, so alcoholism, but uh, covertly, I would say settling for women. Mm. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold yeah. up, hold up, wait, 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 wait. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, brother. In marriage and in relationships. That brother's trying to go to a hot topic right now. Let's warm up with alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> let's slow the train down. Yeah, let's, let's, let's warm up with alcoholism. You know what I mean? <laughs> Woo! Lord. Um, but so, like, so breaking down, just kind of like you all were introduced. Like, you've yeah. seen the men in the family kind of not just casually, just like. Oh, yeah, it was definitely more of a coping thing. Yeah, so they abused it. Yeah, basically. And and it would normally start as just a casual thing. But what I noticed from being outside, you know, and so young, uh, outside, unbiased, eye, because it would usually be when we go to Nagadish that I would come to this realization. Of course, mm. our papa drunk all the time, and that was normal for us. Yeah. But, and that was more of him coping, you mm. know, with his own struggles or whatever. So... I had that individual perception from seeing him, but then when we would go to Nagadish, and for y'all that don't know, that's where the the majority of our family is from. If their last name Belos, they most likely came from Cane River. And it was started celebratory, but you could see that people were actually trying to get away from problems, but they were drinking excess and to the, to the point that other issues would come about, and you realize you know, these people are drinking to cover something up, mm. you know what I'm saying, or to help them deal with something. And how you know, because each one of our family members within their own lives at some point in time 
had to be hospitalized or had uh, some situation, maybe a, been a DWI, maybe two DWIs or a life-altering car wreck. You see mm. what I'm saying? So uh, I see where it starts to be like, oh, it's nothing wrong with having a drink or, you know, drinking with your family. But I see where our gene pool, just the way we are, I, I don't know if we have addictive personalities, if mm. that, because what is the core root to the addiction? Because at the end of the day, it's an addiction. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, from my lifespan, I learned it's it's the alcoholism, but it's also just being addicted to coping mechanisms. Got you. And by default, our family chose alcohol because that was what was available to us. So they they were have some things in their lives that they you know was unfortunate experience or some kind of heartbreak or you know something that that's deep rooted that's yeah, probably exactly. hunting them and they are coping with that or escaping with alcoholism exactly. and basically also what i heard is kind of like the coping with the unhealed past exactly. is really the foundation of it and the byproduct of that is alcoholism oh exactly it's the generational uh image that's that's sent you know it's kind of like uh, I'm big cuz, you yeah. little cuz. You know, I leave an impression on you. The way I handle my issues and, w and what I learned is once they would drink, the, the, the true issues would come about, and that's how I would say, okay, this is what they really drinking about. Give, give just, And you don't have to get personal. You don't have to use names. Just kind of overall, generally, what would the issues that would come out? Would it be like Marriage. Like, mm. We'll start with marriage because I realize a lot of, the men in our family are they marry and i don't want to jump ahead to the settling for women yeah, yeah, or settling yeah, yeah. for you know whatever woman they have access to but i feel like marriage and not being able to deal with their problems within their own man the man, manhood development and not knowing how to properly run a household outside of providing because below men are excellent providers we provide we are men that's going to protect our family, you know, but when it comes to emotional uh, development in, in within the household and when it comes to emotional communication, you know, we prone to anger. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, why, you know, you get angry when you have a lack of understanding or a lack of wisdom of what to do in a situation. And I've noticed, you know, uh, childhood, more or less family secrets, mm -hmm. you know, certain division within the family. Uh, cousin might have did something to the other cousin and it's been swept under the rug and mm. it's kind of like the and that's traditional too for the older generation they feel like hey certain family secrets or certain stuff that happened they feel like it's better left unsaid but why when we drink and then it fly off the hinges yeah and then everybody crushed and didn't know you know it was much more better for us to um that's why i say a coping mechanism because it you we use it to mask what we should say and what we should do yeah so we can smile and, and love each other but once we get to the point where boundaries are lifted then you see oh, okay he had an issue with me the whole time yeah you know it's like yeah i want to whoop this motherfucker. you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's like man what happened you know yeah, we was yeah. i thought everything was good you know yeah yeah so it, it's it's it there has been confrontations or i would say you know, lack of kind of work inside of themselves as a individual man that is not really been dealt with. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this hurt, this trauma that's been ignored, been swept on the rug. 
that is truly bothering you. Yeah. And and when you do get around certain people, you do feel some type of way. Yeah. And a lot of the times they use that liquid courage yep. to really kind of <laughs> expose the problem and see if we yes, can deal, deal with it this way. And I have noticed as a younger child, you yeah. know, I've been just sitting back watching, <laughs> yeah. you know, people use alcohol as an excuse to yep. actually do what they want to do. Exactly. You know, so I know a part, a lot of that goes with it as well. So staying on the alcohol piece, I feel like we got, we got plenty of time. Yeah. Why do you feel like the men in our family run to alcohol to the mm-hmm. point where it is celebrated, it mm-hmm. is normalized, it is kind of just, you know, mm. oh, that's what the big old men do. Yeah. Yo, what's good, everybody? We're going to take a quick pause from this week's amazing episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, Skillshare is a real A1 day one from the roommates, and we absolutely love Skillshare because they are a unique online learning community where men and women can learn all types of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Man, so many men for the past years in the roommates have been learning, have been blossoming, have been transforming from Skillshare because not only do you get the first month free to test it out, but Skillshare has such a vast library of courses, of resources that you guys can be able to tap into today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates and take advantage of this opportunity. Guys, on the podcast, we meet so many amazing men and women who are so talented, but they didn't get their skills overnight. They had to master these things and Skillshare gives you all the resources that you can be able to master your best self and tap into your full potential. So do not delay. Get on Skillshare today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates. Trust me, you'll thank us later. And let's get back to this week's episode. I think it's just habitual behavior. If when I talk to Papa, you know, that's our grandfather, Louis Below, before he passed, you know, his Papa, his grandfather, his dad drunk you know, heavily, mm. but it was more or less, you know, stronger liquor because back then, back then it was bootleg and stuff like that. But I, I think it's just um, like generational curses. It's something that you have been part of the environment. You've seen it. It's seen it Exposed and it's have left it. a pres- impression on each generation because it's what you see emulated. Regardless to whether you try to or not, by default, we almost come pre-programmed to emulate the examples they're set before us. So just the fact of generation to generation, it always being such a core to the celebratory aspect, but just period because whether it was a party or whether it was going into an individual household, I can go in your daddy house, we can go in my papa house, I can go in our uncle, our other uncle Reggie mm-hmm, house. Yeah. It's gonna be some, it's gonna be a wet bar, it's gonna be available, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. I think just watching uh, the people that you learn from on a daily basis be so susceptible to it on a a routine basis kind of programs you to run to that by default. And I feel like some of that is the supernatural aspect too. You know, something that's in your gene pool, it's it's something that you used to, it's like obesity, Mm -hmm. you know. And they'll say um, certain family, certain blood types have, family have obesity running a blood type and it's not necessarily like it's a fat gene it's just after so many generations of a deficiency yeah or something that's being added over and over and over routinely you know it's almost like genetic evolution that you adapt 
to whatever's introduced. And if it's introduced on a routine basis, you see it on the outside of your eyes, but then it's in you too mm. to do it on a spiritual aspect. You know, it's something that it's an attachment, and I mean that more towards the addiction. Yeah. You know, addictive personalities. It's that's why it became a, a, a generational curse. It's more than just us drinking alcohol. Yeah, you it's know. more of just like so spiritually, it's something where it's in inside of the family pool where it's kind of like, you know, our body or the way we feel connected to the alcohol has been so used to it because it's kind of been passed down to yeah, us. Exactly. On top of just being in an environment where it's celebrated, where it's welcome, readily available, you yeah. know, access to it all the time. <laughs> all the time, all you the know, time. Here, Bill, you five years old, boy, we don't care how old you is, drink that bill. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it kind of creates, you know, just this this commonality of something that we all struggle with within the mm, family yeah. and it's a part of kind of you know and slowing the man in our family down you know because yeah, in a sense where because it's not they're not really i'm not saying they're like it's not included in us too like we just separate or whatever mm, but yeah. i would say we we're not you know in the space where we're adequately doing the healthy things to deal with our problems exactly you know so i like if if we can really kind of break down before we move to the women mm, part yeah, i'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah, brother yeah. don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you know like what what are some things that you have noticed in the men in our family you know including us in the room mm -hmm. where there were certain things that came up in our life mm -hmm. that we have kind of ignored and that kind of push us towards those coping addictive mm, yeah. kind of like you know responses and you know for me i can even go i think a lot of times that what i have seen is that there has been people that is either family members kind of like either like close cousins or close brothers or you know little cuz big cuz you know some kind of hierarchy mm -hmm. or even it's just kind of like an older individual you know your uncle your father mm -hmm. you know what whatever case may be there is something that somebody either said mm -hmm. um something that they didn't um protect mm -hmm. or something exactly. that they actively did something like a physical thing mm -hmm. or it involves a woman that caused some kind of divisiveness within the men in our family that kind of split us up. Yeah. You know, those are the four things I have seen that yeah. causes us like where it's like, all right, there's there's a conversation that needs to be had. Exactly. There's accountability that needs to be taken. Responsibility needs to be taken. But we are ignoring it. Running to the addictive coping habits yeah. of alcohol and the other things that's a byproduct of that we'll get to later. And mm. now we get into huge fights. Yeah, now exactly. it's always uncomfortable. And then when we get, get around each other, it's like a ticking yeah, time bomb. It's, it's always tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what are some other things you have noticed or you can expound on the things? That I've yeah, I think just for the most part, it's just a lack of relationship with God. Ooh, you know? brother. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I just have to go there, y'all, because it's it. we're so passive about that. And it's kind of like our generation, we are aware of this stuff. We a lot more transparent about, you know, uh, these type of things. Where in the older generation, they didn't have the same uh, access to information. They didn't have the internet, so they dealt with things as best as they could. And I think part of that is that when men men truly need to know God. Not saying women don't, but I'm just saying for a man to be a man, because in the book of manhood, you're not a man unless you a provider. Mm. You know, unless you can provide 
unless you can work stuff base core um credentials that you need to be considered a man and i feel within that you know ego is born because where you have distance between you and god you have a lack of understanding yeah you have a lack of discernment lack of guidance. you know a lack of guidance you have a lack of love yeah. and it's kind of like love is one of the major issues i feel like our family used to use it to bond because they didn't know the proper way to love you mm. know and because love was something that was transactional at times or love was something like you say uh, we had issues expressing love and the reason i say that because why when we get drunk then everybody hug yeah you know but i feel like it was the inability for um a man to just be able to cope with his own issues individually and as a family because the lack of a prayer life mm. you know and a lack of um just the love because within love is transparency with within love is correction so it's kind of like some of some of the conversations that would have corrected certain issues is just literally just two people have to love each other to to be to be able to confront without conflict and to understand the need to address the issues yeah. well you know i feel like because it was a lack of understanding of how to love properly we did the best we could or our older generations did the best they could which was skim over the problems yeah. hey let's just drink some liquor it'll all go away but then it all spill out once everybody drunk so um the the distance between man and god is always going to be era gray area well, yes, generational curses gonna come on you, and then stuff from the environment gonna come on you. It's just like nine culture, you know. Yeah. It's so much that happens in culture, and that we don't people, you know. It's like even when it comes to voting and stuff, and voting for the lesser evil. But at the end of the day, if just if people had a relationship with God, just spirituality, it gives you a sense of direction and a sense of purpose and what we supposed to do and i feel like that's some of it too not to talk so long yeah but just the on. the need to provide without it being purpose-based things and and why i say that because it's it's just an age-old theory that if you don't if you don't do what you love then you're not gonna like doing it and it's kind of like after generation of generation after generation of just working to provide yeah. Not knowing the the divine purpose, the reason that God planted you on earth, you know, and just making the best of your life where it is. I think that leads to uh, the open door. It's kind of like, man, you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm doing all I can. I don't know what to do. Well, I get benefit. I know even likewise with you, it's a lot easier for us to put alcoholism to the side because of what our overall goal is for life in the short term and the long term. And it's like fitness for me. Uh, I feel like fitness is something I can't take credit for. I didn't play sports in school. I mean, I did, but I honestly was smoking weed, you know. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was I dealing you. with the generational curses. I yeah, feel, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that's how I learned because once I started praying, once I did develop my relationship with God and I started prioritizing that, I would pray, you know, God, what you want me to do? And, and that's some of the base things he gave me. I started going to the gym. And then within working out, I realized, you know, not only do I not want it, it works against what I'm trying to achieve on a daily basis. So it, I alleviated it quick. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like just I feel like if we could learn how to love and express love properly and if we could learn how to find purpose, 
find what we here for in God, you know, and that'll alleviate a lot because it's kind of like just what you said, a part of manhood. If you if people who, you know, going out and promote manhood, that's good. But if you're not telling people that they need to deal with what is in their gene pool by default, then you're doing them a great disservice, even down to families keeping secrets or the grandmother don't want to tell uh, the younger kids why, you know, uh, sexual assault, why they so heavily deal with lust and promiscuity, but she know that she was a hoe. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Tell your grandchildren you was a hoe so they can understand that they don't have to take it personal. They can deal with the curse from a business aspect. Gotcha. You know, it need to be dealt with. You get what I'm saying? But if you don't have background information and you feel like this is something that started with you, then you hold yourself in contempt for it. You know? I think, who, man, I, I would say the relationship God, with God part is definitely, you know, one of the key areas in our, you know, in our family that, you know, I think that we have to get better, at, especially with the expression of love, like yeah. you said, because I think we understand accountability and repentance to a certain extent mm -hmm. but when it comes around family members and family hurting each mm -hmm. other family taking advantage of each different. other family you know hurting us it's a little bit different yeah. you know so it's not easy to forgive in mm -hmm. that sense because you're supposed to be my brother you're supposed to be my cousin you're supposed mm -hmm. to be little cousin you're supposed to be this you know what i mean you're supposed to do all these things and i truly feel like us as a family especially the men we all desire to just love and be around one another. Yeah, I really feel like we're supposed to we be a do. cartel, brother. Like, we, we, we have be, a mob type vibe. Uh, we we have a mob. Because like, we, even within the division, we we will fight for each other. It's like me and my brother. Me and my brother bump heads. But if anybody know me, I will tell them my brother love more than me. I learned how to love from my brother. He crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm crazy. I get that. Admit that. Let's get past that. But the, the fact is... We do desire that. It's kind of like I desire to have time with each one of my little cousins, you know. And it's kind of like once I saw that this inability to express love and started taking form into something that was divisive, like you say, and started, uh, you know, spacing out our family members from each other, I made it a point to be proactive and say, hey, you know, even though I probably was the least likely because I did have a spurt where I – distance myself from the family but it was more or less because of my own personal business choices but uh, <laughs> but neither here nor there that means that. but th the fact that i saw that we do have a love for each other that it don't matter what happens you know uh it's it's kind of like we rather be in one room and fight each other than be, be apart from each other and just be at peace exactly. because we really do love each other yeah we really we really do strive for that we really do want that like i think i feel i feel that same kind of pull where i'm like mm -hmm. man i would love to do this with the family mm -hmm. you know i would love to like really get the family together and really you know help all the men it's like it's like yeah. if you're going to partner and be with people why not the men in your family yeah, because y'all exactly. all deal with the same stuff exactly. y'all come from the same blood mm -hmm. y'all look alike you know what i mean like we <laughs> it's like it's like similar why not responses yeah 100 similar yeah. responses i i think it's it's a it could be a beautiful thing i think that is that can still be achieved number one mm -hmm. but i think it will only be achieved and i'm not just saying with the bigo in the family yeah. bigo men i think everybody's listening and 
that's including what you said with the relationship with God because mm-hmm. that that will bring you having that kind of commonality mm-hmm. and really you're supposed to have that with the body anyway and mm-hmm. then on top of that being your family members I think that bond you know we solved the generational curses part because exactly. it's like well we all came to repentance we mm-hmm. all took accountability and we all repented and believed in the gospel and we all understand that we have a set of principles and rules to follow you mm-hmm. know et cetera, et cetera. And then since we're like going through the spear, going through the inside out, then we could all help each other and learn how to grow in those addictive, you know, personalities or coping mechanisms because there is people in our family that had had alcoholism, Mm -hmm. had probably alcohol poisoning, like you said, DWI or et cetera, et cetera. These things happen and have stopped drinking. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it's been fine. But Mm -hmm. there's, you know, probably little cousin, little nephew, little uncle, little whatever, somebody behind them Mm -hmm. that is still struggling with it, that has a literally a person that is in the family that has dealt with it and has moved past it that we could help and shape each other. And I think that we all supposed to do that as men in the family and man <laughs> that was that that is something that is definitely key to the, the to the point where we want to grow as men um mm-hmm. that love each other that's want to serve each other cuz i think we all want that especially as men in the family you know but it's time it's time dun, 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 dun. so I'm you sick of these <laughs> nah, so we just said, we love we love oh sister. man so you said you said something specifically by settling mm-hmm. for the woman. Yep. You want to break down why that you see that as a, that is common in the men in our family um, that you know kind of produce or creates more generational curses. Okay. The reason I say that is because the men in our family. Now I'm not being partial because we have the same blood, but the men in our family typically be good-looking men. You know. And from young ages, we are approached by women, our ages, our diversities. And I feel like it's, it's a level of self-esteem that's, that's missing from our family, you know, or the men in our family. And I say settling because I feel like the unhappiness and, you know, the lack of love a lot of the times of in it develops you to not love yourself you know not to see yourself as more you know not to want what you want to feel like that you only have uh access you only have choice of what you have access to and i'm trying to keep it general because i don't want to individualize it but it's hard because i i saw men who and i just make it plain i saw men who settled for women that they didn't want Mm. you know what i'm saying I saw men, it was a principle that was stated at one of the marriages of one of our cousins that was uh, similar to the sentiments of um, it's, if you have a child with a woman, you should just do right by that child and be with that woman. And as I've com- come to, you know, get older and get wisdom, I realized that's not, that's not right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, a child doesn't have to have both parents in the same household married to to come out, you know, for the outcome to be good. It just needs two godly parents, mm. you know. So, but just not to veer too far away from seeing 
the the unhappiness with the man seeing the cheating you know if you're satisfied with your marriage you're not looking for outside anything you know if you happy with your marriage you're not running to the country for days at a time sitting in the woods you know shooting that stuff you know what i'm saying it's not aiming at anybody but yeah. just saying i mean because it's it's some things are hobbies but some things are you know you're trying to avoid going home and i would see this and be obvious i mean whether it was my papa you know who set up a lot of times and would drink himself into drunk statements where he would just speak truth and he would say you know he the stuff he would say you wouldn't even think was real because mm. you like I know my grandmama, you know, yeah. not to put my grandmama and my papa on a chopping block, but I mean, realistically and being transparent, you know, even their marriage, not saying stuff not meant, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to really get into what's meant and not meant, but it's just observing from the outside, seeing men who um not satisfied with the woman that they chose because of simply their financial situation. You know, I heard stuff like two paychecks are better than one. Mm. You know, and I'm like, and the type of man I am, typically, and that's what I learned, it, it, one thing that we have to put down here, you know, so people could understand is, as a man, don't get so tied up into trying to prove yourself to a woman and trying to provide for somebody and do all this for somebody that you, it, you, you get so busy and so absent of mind, absent of mind of your own needs and wants mm. and your own desires. One thing I see the men and our family are prone to by working and being men who are natural providers and, and that's where we get our self-esteem from being a, be able to provide for our family. We, we forget our needs. We forget what we desire, you know, and we get so caught up into taking care of and trying to prove to somebody that we, you know, we want them or we want to be with them or we facilitate a relationship with them. And that we end up forgetting that we supposed to feel love. We supposed to feel satisfied. We supposed to feel appreciated, you know. But that's hard to do when you're in a relationship and it's based off obligation and mm. not desire. You know, it's it's no victory in being in a relationship because it's some type of obligation of a kid or something. It's better to be with somebody that you don't have kids with strictly so you can at least say well we desire to be with each other it's yeah. not two people who feel this obligation to be with each other and then just how a lot of the relationships had led to divorce you see what i'm saying so it's like all these um all these relationships and all this 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 span of time all these invested years and in all of these different relationships just to still come to an end yeah you see what i'm saying so and then to watch the destructive pattern of the broken home you know, and, and that's something that I I love that, you know, we typically don't, you know, I, I, each of us, even if we don't have the wisdom, we try to fight for our family. But just watching um, the emotional disconnect within certain men in our family with each other and with ourselves, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? The inability to be honest with ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And and j just watching the children and it, and it just trickled down to the children. You know, even my brother, my brother went through a lot of years of, you know, trying to find love and he was literally settling for women who loved him. And that's his love was based off their love for him. But once I, you know, started seeking God out, God taught me, you know, as a man, you're supposed to pull the love out. Mm -hmm. Well, it changes it because it's it's like 
well, now I want to make sure I'm pulling into the right vessel versus somebody just accepting somebody because they want them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, that's, that's not what you want to do. You want to uh, desire something. You want to feel like you have achieved. You, you want to feel like this something you want to spend the rest of your life for. You don't want to combine two paychecks because it's better than one. <laughs> it's We have the stock market. We have... You know, investment. You have real estate. It's stuff you can do where you you. We don't have to have those old school mentalities because I I know I'm seeing stuff specifically towards our family, but I feel like in a general in a, a general sense, our older generation should have grace because they didn't have the information. But the 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 new level of man should include that you have to have desires. You have to be fulfilled as much as. It's out here to fulfill a woman and her desires. You know, a man should feel his his desire should also be fulfilled too. You should never just settle for somebody that wants you. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me let me let me break this down. Let me yeah. break this down. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Take let your time. Let me break this down because <laughs> nah, because you said you said um you, it was well said, especially because like w- as you were talking mm-hmm. you kind of broke down like a timeline of period in my life you know what i mean yeah 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 cuz it's like it it we we don't we don't ask for the women yeah. <laughs> we attract the women they just come to us you we, feel we, me we, like you know yeah. what i mean like yeah, we, we got the sauce we we was born with it you know they they would say it's in you not on you you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah. yeah so there was like okay so yeah it's like all right we 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 do have the tendencies to attract women yeah. right and you know we're men so it's kind of like there's there's temptation you know there's things that you know we have those urges desires that we act out on mm-hmm. you know what i mean and some of those urges and desires which you know which i have saw you know what mm-hmm. i mean come with consequences you yes, know absolutely. so and with those kind of consequences that could be you know I wouldn't say a consequence. I would say added responsibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> children, y'all. Children. children. That's what he's saying. <laughs> children. I would say added responsibility. And that added responsibility um, sometimes leads to marriage. And exactly. I think, and I think that uh, that is huge because we do have that, that provider gene in us mm-hmm. where it's like, because I'm be honest with you, if I get someone pregnant, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I know the work that I have to do now. Chill out, Shonda. Chill out. Shonda. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is yeah, all hypothetical. God, it's, all hyp- <laughs> it's like it's like I know what work that has to do. I know what that requires because I've seen what my dad went through. I've seen what Papa went through. I've seen what yeah. you went through. I've seen uh, what uh, so many people. I've seen what they went through. Exactly. And when they have kids, it's like they. It's like a. It's like a switch. I was gonna say. It's a switch. Click. Now I got to provide. Yeah, now you got to provide. Now so, I got to marry her. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like that's what comes next to the point where you're right. They would put those responsibilities mm-hmm. over themselves. Mm-hmm. And when they put those responsibilities over themselves, it's kind of like that's when the clock begins. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all and I'm just like, why do I have the tendency to emotionally explode? But we'll get to that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, this just turning into because it's like, OK, that's going into that. That's going into that. We'll get to that yeah. later. But. <laughs> Since we are kind of ignoring what we truly want, what mm-hmm. we truly desire, or what we what we're hurting by, mm-hmm. we we then just kind of just cope with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's when alcohol comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when we kind of just coping through life through those things. And 
eventually during like throughout time i think there's a season when the baby's born mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of like i would say kind of like you're in the uh the holy phase like like the um the honeymoon the honeymoon phase there you yeah. go the honeymoon phase where it's like you got young kids so it requires a lot of time yada yada it's when they get older yes yeah, exactly. it's when they get older when you can when they can have a babysitter or even maybe babysit themselves to the mm -hmm. point where it's like you know now I have more free time. What do I really want? And then you kind of look and like, man, I really don't want this. Or I've yeah. been kind of like in the honeymoon phase, just dealing with this. Yeah. Uh, and then realizing like, man, this is not something I truly desire. You start looking at stuff on Instagram or, or, or Facebook or whatever. If people live in their best life and you yeah. like, man, I still got to go to work, you yeah. know, the next day. From, for, I got to go work for this woman. I don't even want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go do a job that I probably don't enjoy because yeah, exactly. I have the added responsibility. Exactly. And then not only that you have the added responsibility, you have that gene in you to provide. So it's like you forcing yourself to work yeah. and you're going, you, you, you know, you can't do it. Because you're yeah. not gonna feel good about yourself, you don't do it. You're gonna, yeah, you're exactly. gonna be like a magman. This is where you get your self esteem from. Exactly. This is where yeah. you get yourself, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it get, exactly. Y'all see the pattern. Y'all see the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> that is where he gets the, the self esteem. Because I do feel like even going to the five love languages, I think mm. we all have in common words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. We, me, as men, as I mean, as men, but, but especially the men in our family. Yeah. Like that's like that's one thing I have noticed between yeah. me, you, cause everybody else. I'm just like, man, everybody wants to be told that they love, that they no. feel appreciated, that they are included, that they no. are invited, that they are, you know, you're doing mm. a great job. I want to be like you said it. Like that's what we want to be told, yeah. and not only by our the men in the family, but especially by our women, exactly. especially by our women. No. So, you know. When they don't have those things, that's kind of increases mm. the chances of those addictive coping mechanisms that leads to the generational exactly. curses. Because we, because of the added responsibility, mm -hmm. settle for a woman mm -hmm. that may or may not truly love us. Mm -hmm. You know, and we have to have these kids by, and they're trying to make it work because they come probably from the same environment yeah, that we exactly. came from. You know, so they obligation or reason for marriage is probably mm. around the same boat. And it's not technically because I want to run after God with you. Yes, so exactly. it's like, if it ain't, hey, it ain't the number one, ain't the pillar, yeah. then two to three, four, yeah, it don't really matter. don't and, matter. And that's why I said, <laughs> do y'all see the pattern? Because just sitting here talking, we started with just pinpoint specific things, but it's kind of like each thing plays a, a specific part in in a counterpart to the next thing a catalyst to the next thing so 100 percent. that's uh, exactly and then even we can even personalize it it's like in in one of my relationships i ain't gonna go into details because they don't go on a detail because they want to know in nah, my <laughs> past relationships <laughs> you know just working providing you know doing those things but if i'm not happy or really just kind of like dealing with the things that i need to deal with or not even emotionally satisfied, mm, you know. Yeah. And I know there's men in our family, I know they, they are not physically satisfied. Nah. We ain't even gotta go down the details, yeah. brother. But I know they're not, so they're not having none of those things. And what they, they what they then tend to do is go to the coping magazine or yeah. they'll start acting out of character. Yeah, exactly. And I think when they start like, cause I think what we're, where we also are- Or become castrated. I, w I was about to say adaptive. Like, it's like, just—it's just not too many of us do. We tend to become angry men, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's certain members of our family, they—they they do. 
I would say I would say they would adapt. Yeah. And it's like and they either lower themselves because they probably have to lower themselves to really just function. Yeah, exactly. And to manage. So they become really a different version of themselves and something they really not like they who they want to be. They have to be this just to manage, just to cope. But it's really in an unhealthy kind of space. Oh, definitely. And I felt that in one of my relationships to the point where I was seeing similar characteristics Mm -hmm. and similar behaviors and Mm -hmm. similar coping mechanisms that the men older in my family were going through. So it was just kind of like, okay, if I am with someone that I'm not truly happy with or Mm -hmm. truly satisfied with, or I feel like it's not giving me what I need to be, you know, to feel loved as a man, then the alternative is to end up like some of, the unhappy men in the family yeah. or end up of, or taking on that char- those characteristics or behaviors because they are not getting what they need from their woman. Exactly. And that's something where, you know, it can cause a lot of unhealthy space and environment exactly. that not only affects you and your, 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 your wife, yeah. but also your kids, yeah. you know, because you all, cause you're not really passing down the general, the generational wealth, that aspect we started with, because part of it is knowing that you carry in the mantle of the family. And what I mean by that is, um, I believe just like it's curses is curses are really just, um, the result or the outcome of of your gifts or whatever things that God gave to a, a lineage, to just like in the Bible, he the Levi tribe, he, he you know he set them apart to carry the ark of the covenant. You know, so it's like each family comes with a set of gifts. Each family comes with a handful of callings. You know, my my dad, I got into audio engineering, and it wasn't until I graduated from audio engineering school, my my old man was like, because we didn't have a good relationship, he was like. Hey, I went to school for audio engineering for one, you know, and then I, I had in my mind with the audio engineering don't work, I just go for electrical in, engineering because that's more in the, the plants or whatever. And then one day my son, when I was, hey, what you want to be? He just out the blue was like, hey, if basketball don't work, I want to be electrical engineer. So I feel like to an extent, the supernatural have a lot to do with uh, men. Men don't understand, you know, uh, part of us being here is continuing uh our families gifting through the spirit each Mm. of us have our own whether it's financial emotional you know we all different but it's a commonality when it comes to what we're trying to do because i woke up one day you know with a vision to do three things from praying i told poochie our cousin dwight our papa and his papa brothers he he was on the same page as soon as you came you because i you know let's get in the real estate together let's do the stocks Let's start doing all this stuff at one time. And I was already into it. So it's kind of like the, the spirit of be showing uh, a generation of men what to do and how they recognize the purpose within that will be um, beating the generational curses that they see, you mm. know. And it's just what you say. Say, uh, you got in a relationship, you saw. That's the same thing with me. I got in relationships. And I even heard myself say things my papa would say. I heard myself say things that my brother, I watched my brother say when he was going through whatever, whatever female. And I was like, I never do that, you know? So, and then once I, like I said, I was at a wedding, I heard, hey, 
my my daddy raised me when you have a baby with a woman you marry her and i was like that's exactly what i'm not doing yeah, yeah. i made it up in my mind because i felt in my core you know in my spirit in my heart i was like that that's not the truth you know that's not something you should program yourself to live by so i feel like um it's so key that we know what we here for individually so you will know what you what you have and how you can benefit each one of your family members and even the aspect of accountability because I feel like a lot of it is like when I see people on these school shooting posts and they'll be like, where was his uncles at? Or where was his, you know, dad at or whatever. And, and it's kind of like, it's, we need to be aware of what's going on with our family, generational curse wise, financially, every aspect for the simple fact you, we don't know what a person resorts to. You don't, you know, it's kind of like, People go do their dirt in secret. A, a, a conversation from an uncle out of love could have stopped me from a lot of situations, but my uncles didn't feel like they had that type of, I guess, aspect of relationship with me because yeah. we do have an issue. That's why I said expressing love to me would have is definitely a byproduct of uh, a, a, a good family. You know, a, um, a family where males are are beneficial to each other because all it took was a conversation. <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt you because I think you're going on down a great point. Why do you feel like older men do not speak into the younger men in the family's life? Now, as you think about that, I just want to say, or kind of like, you know, yeah. kind of preface it. Do you, if, is it because those men in the family probably are not living the lives that they're living so they're kind of yeah. dealing with their own thing yeah and or is mm -hmm. it because like you said they don't know if they have that kind of relationship with you mm -hmm. where they can kind of like really check you in a sense mm -hmm. um or is it because with certain actions of the person that needs to be checked mm -hmm. like let's just say the person that needs to be checked is hard-headed yeah, yeah, yeah. is somebody that's confrontational yeah exactly. someone that is probably not easy to receive yeah. or can't listen properly. Yeah. And, and, and or. <laughs> yeah. A, B, C, or D. No, I think, that, I think that way. I think we can wrap it up yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not because I think it's a culmination of all that because it's been times where it's been a lack of, of love, just sincere love. But then it's always been a situation, other situations where it might involve something with the streets it might involve, involve something with drugs and they like, hey man, he he too far, you know, he, cause I know I, I hey, let's just use me for example. I know I done been in situations that involve, you know, guns for instance, you know, and, and I and I know, you know, I would hear from certain family members like, man, you out here, you know, and, and I would understand, you know, people were afraid to approach me. Yeah. You know, for, and then some of the cases it was ego, I feel like, part of manhood, especially coming out of that older generation, it, because everything being so much about providing, when you get around your family, it's really like show off time. It's like, well, what he driving? Well, what kind of, what's how big is his house? Well, how big, is, well, what he got going? Well, if you ain't, oh boy, you ain't got shit going on. Yeah. You know, well, no, he the one need financial help. He need the financial literacy. He need the help getting a job. He need the conversation of accountability. He need to be told, you know, smoking the weed gone, Y'all smoke weed, but if y'all don't say y'all smoke weed, then it's like, oh, he just a weed head. <laughs> yeah. But y'all was weed heads first. You see what I'm saying? Y'all got a family. Don't abandon him. So it's kind of like the ego thing. And I think male ego, you know, 
in comparison, you're so busy trying to be in competition to show, dun, 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 I'm the best provider, I'm the best husband, and you don't realize that we all need each other. We need help from each other. You know, if you got the better marriage, then let's let us know what you doing that we not doing. You you get what I'm saying? Well, it would be like, oh, you know, they gonna be divorced. That she, she she don't want him. You know what I'm saying? It's like competition. So the competition, I feel like the uh, with me and my brother more so our family, me, my brother, and my little brother, it's the issue that we have with authority. You know, we part of my dad's side. What I would say. Part of my dad's, which is not a below man, my mama is a below woman, but part of my dad's uh, generational curses is it, they t his side of family tend to rebel against authority. It don't matter if it's police, spiritual, parental, whatever, any type of authority. And that's how me and my brother and my little brother came up. We came up with disorder was order and not having structure was structured. You mm -hmm. know, when everybody else was going up. Uh, sleep for school my dad was just coming home putting on you know earth wind and fire i'm talking about knocking pictures off the wall and me and my brother we just adapted like you say we developed the attitude of adaption but then that led to us going into the school system and then eventually to the judicial system and we not fearing nothing we not can because the structure of boundaries and protocol and you know and accountability and answering to a higher authority we didn't even respect it so when it would come to our uncles they would look at, at us almost like man them, we don't know if them niggas gonna snap on you know marco might pull a gun on you you know <laughs> and it's, but it, all the while i was crying out for love you yeah. know what i'm saying i was crying out for the same thing that you know I, one of our cousins might who ain't in the streets ain't in nothing but he he feel you know he might be in a bad relationship with an ugly woman you know what i'm saying and he really don't want and i don't consider no woman ugly but i'm just saying off the preferences of our culture she would be you know and for what you would think he would have you know the type of one you like oh man that's you know and then you find out her life is low grade she's not really in love with him and it's like what are you doing you know what i'm yeah. saying so then i realized you know we need each other we need to love each other we don't need to let the divisions happen because we all trying to cover up the same thing yeah you know we all in competition to fit the same image, which is just a successful man. Yeah. When at the end of the day, God is what emulating the image of God is what emulates a successful man. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you see, you hit so many points. I think there's a clear um, kind of like miscommunication amongst just proper relationship with the older generation and the younger generation yeah. it's a, it, there is an adapt it, it's, it's kind of interesting and i don't know if this is something that you dealt with or experienced in your life as well but i feel like the men in our family if we truly i think if we kind of mm -hmm. like ask for help i would say they would have a hard time saying no yeah now I also can experience or carry some of that where it's like, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. Kind of thing. But and pride. If you, yeah. But also it's like, if you don't let me know, then I'm focusing on what I got to go, yeah. like what I'm focusing on. But if you do let me know, then it's kind of like, okay, how I can make things work. Yeah. You know? So I know part of that is is a, is kind of like in, you know, the men in our family mm -hmm. that they just, if you don't say anything yeah. or you don't give them kind of like, like 
specific instruction on how to yeah. help, they probably are not going to do it because they don't know what to do, yeah. you know? And then also, it's like you said, I think there's a part of the ego thing bothers me. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's 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 a it's a contradiction in, in the men in our family that if it's truly there, yeah. how can you say you want the love and the acceptance and the camaraderie and the brotherhood of the family, but you're in competition with them yeah. so much so that you are now a hater? Yeah, exactly. So much so that you have to you know reveal unneccessary information at an inappropriate time yeah, exactly. to just ruin a relationship just because yeah, exactly. somebody's happy exactly. <laughs> it, I, I, i'm gonna be honest with you it doesn't make any sense yeah. you know what i mean and it's kind of like that like you having that ego and that competition or that that willingness to kind of just loo let loose with certain actions and words that's going to affect other people just to bring that person down to like lift yourself up yeah. is a huge issue with me and the men and the family. Like to the yeah. point where I want to fight all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? The good thing is the it's it's it was more predominant in the older generation. In the older generation, yeah, that's true. It will be when I go to Nagatish. You know, we we will go to, to our, where our family home base is, and then it just turned into something that's just. Where, I mean, do you do you and we can we can we can add, we can keep this in add, or cut this out, whatever. Yeah. But do you feel like that move between, you know, our grandfather going to Houston and kind of us kind of like, you know, I guess experiencing the big city? Yeah, definitely. I feel like part of maturity and development as a whole is getting outside of your hometown. And I feel but real like quick, specifically yeah. with that move, do you feel like it created a divisiveness between the men in the family of the city and the men in the family that stayed around Cane River? I think it did both, but I think now we at the point in our family where it's we are reaping the benefits of it because a, a lot of our family have moved to Houston, and now a lot of men in our family are exposed to different aspects of life that they they wasn't exposed to just sitting up in the country town. So I think at the beginning it it caused some divisiveness because then it was like the Houston B-Lows and the the Louisiana B-Lows, and then you know and there's I almost looked at it like that. It's like, oh, that that's them Houston B-Lows. And it's like, well, yeah, you know how them, they are in Nagadish. But now a lot of the Nagadish is in Houston, you know. And even the younger cousins, that's men, they have grew up. And it's kind of like we all I kind of idolize each other. We all look up to each other. We all look at each other. You know, we don't have that because the I feel like the men coming to, the, to, coming to Houston grew up us out of a paradox and then the the negative belows moving to Houston after them realize okay it is more opportunity okay life is we don't have to be beefed up because you got this and I don't have that we can it's so much money in Houston it's so much opportunity it leveled out the playing field and then now the younger generation it's kind of like since we have had the distance we just want to know our cousins we yeah. just, like I think about Nick Nate Daniel Lil Marvin you know yeah Everybody, I'm just like, man, it's so many, even the, the females, you know, glow daughter. And I know I'm naming people, people y'all don't know, but this is our <laughs> women in our family. And it's yeah. just so many little cousins that we might have only seen once or twice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I feel like now the distance between us have took a toll. And, it, and now we're in a good space. Now we're in a place of healing because we yearning for that uh, connection with our family, ma male or female. But I'm learning that 
And I'm just happy that between you, you know, even you, because I feel like a lot of what my cousin does for y'all really is for y'all because he really was served as a bridge between two generations. He got a taste of the old generation. He got a taste of the new generation. And I think what's in him, the reason why he's so driven and it's authentic, it's organic who he is because he's trying to correct issues that he feel on the inside of him and his core have been affected, you know, and, and I feel like that's just this, that's, that's showing that regardless to whether uh, my papa knew he was doing the will of God by moving to Houston or not, it, God will lead you just like he did Abraham, you know, he will lead you to a place that because he needs to get you away from these traditions. He needs to get you away. I feel like even generational curses, you yeah. know what I'm saying? A lot of it's just territorial and environment based. If you get out the environment, you get out the territory, you get into a new location, you plant yourself, then what you around starts to take effect, you know, especially when you uh, living for God, you know, you only you you're looking to better yourself and to better your family to have better relationships so eventually you know it god was uh, circumvents you back to your family to, to co go correct them issues because like you say it is kind of the first step to generational wealth it's yeah. healing the family and healing the land that's what god did in the bible yeah he said once y'all repent y'all confess y'all sins he said i'm gonna heal y'all land every yeah. single time no matter how bad it got yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of the curses root back to the Bible. They're not individual to our bloodline. They actually go back all the way to the beginning, of the first man and the fall of man. Yeah. You know, but it is good to know that we at the point in our in our family uh, heritage where we can change the narrative and we are actively and proactively working on it individually and now trying to bring it to a corporate level. And I feel like we're on the brink of figuring out what God wants us to do as a family. Facts. And I think, I think that's, it's definitely something that is like coming together and it's, it's really beautiful to see, you know, and the, I do want to continue touching on settling for the wrong woman part. Okay. What, what are the, reasons or what yeah. are the signs that these particular women are giving the guys that they are going after a woman they probably it's probably I, let me just be honest yeah yeah come on because i be gotta honest. use let's myself so. yeah yeah yeah. so let's be honest yeah. so so what what is it in the man that mm -hmm. is going after these women that they probably only want for the night yeah that you know that you know that's causing them to go after those yeah. and court those women and then also what what characteristics or behavior that these women are doing or showing to actually keep this man that mm -hmm. he really don't want them because of the child yeah. if that makes sense yeah and i understand so i have to use myself as an example i feel like a, a lot of it is just a man not knowing his value and and basically his worth what he brings to the table and then a man not understanding um i feel like it 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 goes back to the way our mothers loved us mm. you know and uh i for just for for me i can speak on this I feel like for me and my brother and my little brother, if we experience more love from a, f a feminine source, 
you know, the correct way. My mama loved us, but she was more of a parent all the time. And she was a strict parent. So it's kind of like when we got to the point of dealing with relationships, she wasn't somebody we could go to talk to. You know, it's kind of like, oh, if well, if you have sex, you in sin. That's just, that's how she cared. And it's like, well, what about the gray area? But I feel like uh, a man... I feel like it, and I'm going to start with the root of it. I feel like it starts when a man has no purpose. And I was just talking to Marcellus about this yesterday in, in Israel. Um, if a man don't know what he's here for, he don't. he's not going to have the correct value. You see what I'm saying? Knowing God is, isn't enough. Knowing God is the start. Because once you know God, the next thing is, okay, what did God create you for? And I feel like that being a blank spot, all the we we get fulfillment out of fulfilling a woman's needs, and it's like oh, as long as this woman's happy, so it's kind of like that's like our purpose. In a exactly, sense. we take that upon ourselves as our purpose. It's almost like a woman is a project, and a family is a project. Uh, being a provider is our project, and then now we can just give ourselves over to this because this is what makes you a man, provide for your household. You know, and it's like, bro, you don't even know what makes you happy outside of this woman who are you mm. what are you here to do what do you bring to earth as a man if you had to live life and not be married like paul said if you had to uh, live a life of pur purpose and you didn't have to worry about the cares of the world and what i mean is providing and just paying your your weekly bills if you had to actually be driven in your ambition was, was fulfilled from you doing something purpose-based what are you doing that is, you know, meeting that desire? What are you doing that's fulfilling that appetite? And I feel like because we had such a great appetite to be great, but we wasn't in positions of greatness, we conquered women. And then once we conquered the one, it's like I got up, whatever, whatever. But then it's kind of like, uh, what next? You Nothing. And it's kind of like if you don't know what you're here for, you're not going to know what you need to do. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And if you don't – if in we already come in half equipped, you know, that's why I keep specifying the older generation because I feel like they had a disadvantage by not having just simply this type of information available to them. Well, me and you, we can casually talk about, you know, how God leads us in our purpose. So yeah. I feel like once you just figure out what you're here for, then it kind of cuts off the idle time that you have and then the time that you do have becomes very valuable. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So then alleviates the alcoholism. It alleviates the time, the promiscuity. Because a lot of time, this is not relationships. And let's make this clear, y'all. A lot of relationships we talking about, it wasn't like high school sweethearts that you meet and love at first sight. These were literally uh, maybe one night stands, maybe things we would, you know, you might have been one or two weeks in to dating and then, she's pregnant because of sex being an issue you know what i'm saying and pre premarital sex being an issue yeah you know it automatically put us into positions to where like he said as soon as it's time for us to provide that light click on and then we we're busy providing and it's not till we're 40 years old and like man i'm sick of this we realize man i have been building for everybody but myself yeah you know what i'm saying or in, in situations where our career might path might change or something and then realistically we like man, what have I been doing for the last 20 years of my life? I mean, mm -hmm. it's a lot of times I've woken up in relationships, in relationships next to the woman and just looking at her like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not happy. 
you know what I'm saying? I, she's not even happy. Yeah. You know, I'm spinning my wheels, all my resources. I'm expending myself for a relationship. And, and it's so many unfulfilled desires I have. It's things that God put in me before I ever met a woman that I knew that I had to accomplish these things. It's stuff that I wanted for myself. You know what I'm saying? Even down to a marriage. I wanted a marriage after I had a house. I wanted a house after I had an education. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I wanted children after the marriage. None of it went as planned. Yeah. Everything failed because I prematurely got into relationships. I made my duty, my attention, and my purpose a woman and prioritizing a household. And don't get me wrong, once you marry, your, your family's supposed to be uh, your overall achievement, but pretend like your son is going to do the same thing you did. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's so would point. you would you be okay with your life, your life movie, playing in front of your son, and you saying, okay, and, and and whatever he sees, that's what he gonna emulate? No, and that's what when I start making the decisions for myself, and then I, when I realize it is generational curse, because I was like, well, I'm not gonna say, you know, I'm gonna find a woman that I really want. And I'm going to find a woman that's evenly yoked with me. Mm. I'm going to find a woman that loves God with me. Yeah. I don't want a woman that on the weekends I'm running away from her and I'm staying after work and I'm pretending like I got stuff to do after work because I don't even want to come home. I want to come home. I want to want to come home. I want a woman that cooks for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like I want to be... You know, I hate to say it, you know, R.I.P. Kevin Samuels, but I want to be dated. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's more than just me providing and me proving, you know, that you mean to world, the world to me. Prove that I mean the world to you. And I feel like that aspect was lost within the men of our family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> within the, the providers, uh, uh, disposition that we take so fast. I feel like even dating, uh, uh, the the... Because dating wasn't emulated before me properly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like what we consider dating is just really laying up yeah, and shacking really, yeah. up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, all that all that definitely makes a lot of sense to the point where, I, especially when you said, like, we take on a new purpose in, you know, providing and pleasing the household. Mm-hmm. I think that, I, for some reason, I don't know if it's just the men. I, I actually might be the women in the family that just praise that guy that's just the ultimate provider and the ultimate leader. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, uh, and it makes it a huge deal. And I think that it's also innate in us where it's kind of like, you know, this is something that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, even when the conversation when we was having, when we, like, working out, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't know that, you and I and other people felt the same way. It was like, man, I do want to do right by my woman. You know what I mean? I do want to provide for the woman, but I also don't want to provide for the wrong woman. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want that either. And, um, when we in relationships, especially the ones that we're trying to make work, the ones that we feel like, you know, God has called us to do, to be with, or at least at that time we thought so. Um, and it's kind of like we, we're doing everything in our power to make it work Man. you know what i mean and we're and we're you know trying we got to prove ourselves we're trying to talk ourselves Man. and it's affecting us emotionally exactly. it's affecting us physically it affected exactly. me physically to the exactly. point where i gain weight you know so Man. it's like it, it it hurts us so much to the point where we are then now acting out of character and that's to me Man. starts leading to the emotional Man. kind of explosive behavior exactly. and i think that's where you know the third 
you know, generational curse in, in our family is really anger yeah. and emotional control. Exactly. Because a lot of these things or a lot of these decisions kind of fester, foster up, and kind of create a volcano effect and eventually explodes. And it can explode, you know, more often than mm-hmm. not. Like, it can explode in a argument in the marriage. Yeah. And you can be arguing every day or, you know, three times, four times a week, you know, all those things. And you kind of... Now you're in an argumentative yeah. world, which you never was a part of before yeah. you met this person. Now you're arguing all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, you uh you have emotional responses around men challenging you or yeah. challenging authority or holding accountability. Exactly. Or somebody, you know, pokes at the ego, makes fun of you too much. Now it's a fight amongst the family. Yeah. You know, now it's a uh it's a whole ordeal. Um, and then that can lead to, you know, other destructive things that can probably yeah. lead to divorce, you know, all those kind of exactly. things. But what what have been the common, I would say, triggers mm-hmm. that the men in our family kind of like once it, once you trigger that, they kind of have an emotional outburst. And that's like common, you know, with with us. Yeah. And I feel like it, the the main thing that I've seen the response of anger towards is family secrets and beefs division it might have just been something that was said or done when they were little mm. you see what i'm so saying stuff people just holding on yeah to. just holding on and and it's kind of like with with me and, and my brother more so insecurities you know what i'm saying it's kind of like it my, my brother would say something my brother knows me so he knows, you know, certain ins- insides about me. He knows my buttons and stuff. So I feel like um, just the fact of saying and kind of triggering those buttons. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like, yeah, exactly. He it, and I'm not saying him in particular. No, I'm no, saying no. Like just like yeah, because it was with be with everybody. And I feel like it, a lot of it was just insecurities, and then like you say, the because of a lack of affirmation. Our family didn't really know how to just say something to Bill. A compliment was, oh, well, boy, at least now you got your shit together. Yeah, so it's like you're supposed to be like this. Yeah, You don't exactly. get no praise for you, doing what you're supposed yeah, to be doing. Exactly. Dang, that sounds like, woo! Yeah, but it's kind of like we came under that. You know? <laughs> we came under that yeah, for sure. because it's like nothing you could ever do good enough. You know? Oh, my and, Lord. And, then, and I feel like my papa, he didn't know better because we would do plumbing work and he would say, Y'all digging like washerwomen. Boy, y'all ain't got no more power than a woman got. You know, and we like, God, so I'm breaking my back. You know, and then finally we did, I dig a mild ditch. He like, all right, boy, you, that ain't half as bad. You know, it's like, <laughs> is that a compliment? <laughs> or not a compliment? <laughs> yeah, What's exactly. going on here? So I feel like part of the reason that, like you say, you can sense that we are truly word of affirmation men is because of lack of word of affirmations. The lack of men saying, you know, it's it just as much as you want to be strict and, and you should, uh, you know, tell a child and, and raise a child in the way they should go. It, Man, award your child properly. You know, if you see your son, you see your brother, whoever, you know, that's why I love uh, congratulating men, you know, because it's kind of like we turn into just people who congratulate women. Everything is about a woman's emotions, pleasing the woman's emotions, letting a woman know she means the world or whatever. And it's like men run off of praise, whether you like it or not. <laughs> men don't feel like we don't feel like we doing what we supposed to be doing until a woman says, baby, you know, you really killed her or whatever. 
you know so i feel like just the missing uh the the blank of words of affirmation i feel like the the ego and the competition and then the just the lack of love being expressed to us you know to in the older generations now we at a point where it's kind of like we volatile you know if you got something to say about it, it's like don't tell me because ain't nobody doing nothing for me and it's like <laughs> exactly if we were more like a village and family members who actually because it's kind of like I, I could never say that to, to you you could never say that poochie could never say you know certain family members we so integrated in each other a lot lj lj yeah. like my little brother yeah you know that's my cousin that's my first cousin but that it's kind of like I can't buy stand and watch him go through anything, even a bad relationship. So yeah. I think a lot of it is just we have wisdom now because we are a generation of below men that actually know God to some extent. Yeah, we know the truth to some extent. We prioritize. We not just resting, and I don't mean no harm, no shots to the older generation, but y'all just slept on y'all belief. If you became Catholic, you became Baptist, you and then that was good. And then you just go to church on Sunday, go to Luby's, and then you you rest it like you was God and made the world. You know, it's like, it ain't nothing else to do. You don't, it's so much more to do. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So I feel like the the fact that our generation, I took it upon myself to become born again. I took it upon myself to learn God, to learn God's words, to learn, the, to figure out what was the right God. You know, because I know we specify a belief, but I specify, because I know. <laughs> I know because of what we're telling you about. I'm not going off of science or psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going off of life experience. So I feel like, and even with my cousin, he told me like when he, when we first started working out together, I felt like I had a duty to be transparent with him because it it, it was a certain level of our, our relationship that I feel like it was lost strictly because I was in the streets or whatever they would say. And it made me the all of joy in the world for him to say, well, cuz I only know you after you got saved. I really don't have too much memory bank of you outside of that. And it and it's that meant the word because it's like that's what changes the generation. That's how you break a generational curse. You you introduce new information and then you apply it and then you give it to the next generation. Not only through word, through example. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like uh a lot of what people go through is literally because we have wisdom, we have information, we have access to, and because belief is not prioritized, spirituality is not prioritized, and because this world is so real, proton, neutron, and electron, and it's so variable, anything could happen. You just think anything when, no, life is about specifics. You get what I'm saying? God chose your family. You might not like your mom and daddy, but that's who God chose to bring you through. And it's reason. You know what I'm saying? So I'm one of them people. Everything happens for a reason. No matter if a beetle gets stepped on, when I walk out of here on accident, <laughs> that beetle served his purpose in nature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once you realize that it, it is divine intent and it God does have a purpose for each individual and each family and uh, corporately because you can even look and I know I'm giving a long run a long <laughs> sentence but it's just because even look at the Bible and how God instituted covenant he instituted covenant with marriage and households and then when you would go from chapter to chapter he would say the household of David he even he don't say the Israel mm -hmm. Judah he's saying household groups that have grown you know 13 tribes that grew into he kept up with 13 tribes yeah. the calling that 
Abraham had that we pray Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that covenant, the covenant he kept with Moses. These are blood covenant, blood, generational curses, DNA, gene pool. Yeah. So it's kind of like the reason why he kept covenant is because when you can atone for the sins of your family, one person saying us two coming in agreement saying we gonna change the the family, the direction, and we gonna change the trajectory of where we headed literally gives God the permission in the space to use us to heal our, our family as a whole. Everybody's not going to come into a point to where they in full revelation and they understand what to do and how to think and all that. It's kind of like the older generation. But yeah. if, if the younger generation are, are uh, catalysts and vehicles for God to come introduce the new information, then his spirit does the rest of the work. So exactly. I feel like a lot of it is just coming into agreement with God and what God will is for a family and for a household man I, I think it's it's beautifully well said man i think you know i'm glad we we kind of like on the same page as far as like the accountability piece where yeah. it's like we're not just gonna let you just be in a bad marriage oh we're, we're not, not gonna, you know it's not gonna see now you a below you get a call for me a joy no but seriously my bad cuz no 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 cuz that's real though i think it's one of those things where you know if you this is something that you're you feel like you stepped into your call to do mm -hmm. then there's a certain standard that you have to uphold and it's one of those things where i realize and i'm giving the older generation grace because yeah. i don't know everything you know what <laughs> i mean i know it ain't easy i you know i'm still young out here you know i'm giving them grace yeah you know what i mean because god gave me grace amen is what is 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 uh it's something where at least I feel like now knowing certain information mm -hmm. and you know really kind of just like you know, even just kind of seeing ahead what was kind of like just using the wisdom mm -hmm. we cannot sit back passively exactly. so it's kind of like yeah I need you cause because yeah. to check me yeah, exactly. when I'm not following God yeah when I'm not treating my wife well exactly. when i'm not being the best father exactly it's like you not doing that yeah. it's only gonna cause more generational yeah. curses i was just gonna say say something you got you got to say something to the point where it's like if it does hurt does if it does feel make you sense, let's fight it out then like it's like because it's better your family do it than than the world do it or the police do it or Thank the judge you. do it because it's like you don't want to talk to nobody about your marriage until you in mediation oh man and then they splitting up all your stuff and now you're on child support now you're telling the world on facebook <laughs> now, now you're telling the you world told you you could have called your, your uncle you could have called you have a cousin that went through divorce you could you could have called you could we got a cousin you know i, I don't want to but you know who i'm talking about who have a marriage that i love and i was like his marriage let me know that we can we don't have to settle for, you know, you can have the beautiful relationship yeah, you, can have you want. It. You can have it, but it's, it's not, it's meant for you. Exactly. And I think, I think we have to put the pride and ego side down as men in the family. And, you know, when people properly, mm -hmm. I would say properly, yeah. healthily, <laughs> and in the right environment, check you. Because yeah. you can't get checked in front of your gal, in yeah, front of your mama. Pull, pull, you, pull them to the side. Yeah, it's like, fam, call somebody, pull, you know, yeah. pull them to the side, go work out with them, then check them something, bro. Like, yeah, don't exactly. do it where it's a family gathering where everybody's here. Now, everybody, yeah. like, it's kind of create a weird attention. You know what that means? You have to be involved with the men in your family men get involved with the men in your family outside of family engagements that's facts have men meetings that's facts. what is the point of us talking about masculinity so much 
and it's men in your family that you could be helping sitting right next to you and you're not even helping them. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Going to the gym taught me something strong about brotherhood. Mm. You know, gym people support each other. Gym people edify each other. And it's all because we have one common goal. It don't matter what specific athletic uh, aspect you, you you approaching the gym from. It's a culture. So it's kind of like family have a culture. God taught me a lot about family culture. A lot of the ideologies you have, a lot of the beliefs you have, a lot of the ways you have, a lot of the perceptions and the ways you think literally come from your family. I know it did. Had it's to. family culture. Yeah. It's what was in your household versus what was in the world. We are the result of your family culture combined with the culture that's outside your front door. The better quality family culture you have, the less effect the culture outside the front door will have. People who was raised right they not necessarily bothered by Lil Nas sliding down a pole butt naked. Yeah. Or, I mean, as the devil. You see what I'm saying? Only people, it's kind of like, I heard T.I. say that a long time ago. You know, because when they were trying to uh, dodge music's accountability into the, the, you know, the degradation of the household, T.I. would say, well, it's really your mom and daddy supposed to be. But he was right. Yeah, It's like, if you really love God and you really love God's what God's will is and in God's nature, then it's it would be impossible for you not to be heavily involved into your children's life and family members' life. And it's kind of like if you tired of crim criminal activity, everybody that you don't want to break in your house is somebody else's brother or somebody else's uncle. Everybody that's in the penitentiary, like they say in our community, the black community, I forgot how many I don't want to slaughter it up, but I think yeah. they say like 63% of the, the men are in it's a lot. I know yeah, that. it's a lot. It, it, and it's kind of like it, we just needed conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what it is. I think we have to be, you know, the people that start those conversations because it's it's one of those things where I I'm not. I think, like you said, like I said earlier, us bigos have a tendency to wait for somebody to ask mm -hmm. what they need help in, and we can't wait no more. It's like yeah. to the point where it's like now nah, we have to really. We have to regularly call each other yeah, and check, check in on each, each other. other. But I love what Poochie did earlier this year. Yeah. You know, something I really wanted to do for my birthday at the end of the year is really like you said, like bring those men together and really kind of set the stages for the upcoming just years. And it's yeah. kind of like it's 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 we have to put the past in the past, pride to the side, ego to the this. Some of us do have to take accountability, responsibility, even say sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of us might need to fight it out. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. We big us is what it is. Yeah. Like, I, 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 in a healthy way, we can yeah. have some gloves and some head. But just whatever it's gonna take. Yeah, yeah. Whatever <laughs> it's gonna take. You know what I mean? You got one round. You know what I mean? Two <laughs> rounds, baby. You know what I mean? And then ain't gonna need this room. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. care who wins, Dagnabbit. But it's a. Uh, it's something where. Whatever it takes that we have to take charge and take hold on as leaders to really help the men. And uh, in, in, not saying us, like we have to, you know, yeah. help the guys in the family because they're doing so bad. Not more yeah. so. It's more so men creating that environment. Men as a general, yeah. Yeah, men in general and just really creating that environment to the point where it's like, hey, yeah, you do have access to me. We have yeah. access to each other. You know, we can really f figure things out and really work together. And we have to do it with god because yeah. when when the 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 true breaking of the curse is for the men in the family to have their own personal relationship with god yeah. and really have 
um, taking that on a personal level and actually obeying the scripture, actually live like, cause yeah. like you said, that's when you give your purpose, that we you get your sense of direction, yeah. that's when you get your mission. And once you get those things, really the world becomes less important. Yeah. It's not as probably like, like, I, like it's like, cause I'm proud of you for definitely having your house and having this together, but I'm more concerned with you following God yeah, exactly. at the end of the day. Exactly. So it's kind of like, if you follow God, all those things would take care of itself. Yeah, exactly. You will be a great And it won't provider. even be important. It's kind of like, that's what ego would disappear. That's because what you, you have don't is not important. Exactly. What's important is what your, your cousin don't have, what yeah. your, your nephew don't have. Yeah, that's when that's when it's kind of like, all right, we can really come together as a community, especially with the family, really started seeing God work through us. Mm-hmm. And if we can bake, break those kind of curses, our own personal issues, mm-hmm. then us as a family, as a whole, for the next generation, have a, a way better foundation. I yeah. think that, you know, like I said, we exposed to certain information, have certain knowledge where we don't have the excuse to just sit back and idle, you know, and yeah, just be exactly. idle, you know. So it's we set a president exactly, you know. Yeah. I think that's something that we have to continue to do because, man, I miss the time when we had as a family when we was meeting up every Sunday, yeah. you know, really just, uh, you know, having that fellowship. Those were very pitiful, instrumental. Like yeah. those things was critical to me as a young yeah. kid, you know. So when those things kind of stopped happening. It was a void missing, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, cuz. So I think, man, you know, just kind of wrap things up, bro. I think it's uh it's a it was a it was a sensational conversation. I hope that us kind of just kind of going back and forth on the curses in our family, what we have seen the men in our family struggle with, mm. how it showed up in our lives, and even how just having that accountability and that personal relationship with God can really, you know, free us from some of the things of the past in the family where we can all come together mm. and work towards a common goal. You know, so is there any closing messages, comments, concern for the people? Yeah, I just closing words would be um, just to, to echo what you said. Man, man, get you two, three brothers to hold yourself accountable to. It's so easy to serve God, and it's so easy to be, be accountable when you do have men that love you that you can be transparent with Fact. And, and, and be around them set aside time because it's kind of like my cousin coming with me to the gym elevated my life same it elevated my physique same here you know what i'm saying it gave me more um intestinal fortitude to make certain decisions because i didn't want my little cuz to be to see any different i didn't want to set the wrong example in front of them so Mm. because you matter even though i know you develop and you a grown man it you still it still matters how you what type of example i said in front of you yeah you and i feel the same way even for people behind yeah. me so I, I understand yeah so i would just encourage men to to assimilate themselves with other men make time for that hold each other accountable and and men we set the presidents of family tradition we set the presidents of family culture we set the presidents of god being instituted in the households in the words of Jesus, he said, who is my brother, who is my mother, but those who do the will of my father. Mm. So as long as you focus on doing the will of God, even if you have uh, divisions with your blood kinfolk, God will draw the right people to you to serve in those blank spots. So just continue to see God and men be men. <laughs> yeah. And being a man means 
serve God with your life. <laughs> Simple, man. Simple, man. I, I love the illustration that you put it. If you had a son and he had to watch the movie on your life, what are you going to show? No. And we'll end on that note. So, <laughs> so uh, make sure y'all reach out to my big cuz. Tell them, you know, thank you, what y'all like about him. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, always you can hit me up. I'm sure you can hit him up as well. So, cuz, if they want to say thank you, you know, reach and out you to you. You can reach at reach me at Instagram at Marco underscore Marcellus. That's M-A-R-C-O underscore M-A-R-C-E-L-L-U-S. And I will make sure to add his Instagram in the description of the podcast, where it's on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you're watching it or listening to today. So without further ado, appreciate you, cuz, for coming on. To, I, like, I, I love this, this cuz. <laughs> I'm so happy for my cuz. I'm so proud of him. That's big cousin. Nah, Call nah, him nah, big cuz. I appreciate you, cuz. <laughs> so Chris is the show, and I am joined by... Marco. And we are the roommates, and we'll see you all next week. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>